Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Adults. My name is Glenn King, and it is my great honor and privilege to bring you adult entertainment talk for the adult entertainment curious. And as you know, every week I like to bring you the hottest and sexiest adult entertainers in the world today. And today we have a very special adult entertainer for you by the name of Pamela Morrison. I'm very excited about this. Let me set this up because um, I like to keep an eye on the Vegas talent that's out here. The Vegas talent is here and available to me and I don't have to pay travel to bring them in. It's a growing community and a few months ago I took note of Pamela Morrison and what I discovered, Pamela Morrison, let's give her a big round of applause. Okay, so Pamela Morrison, what I discovered is that she has something about her that is cute and sort of a shy look that is, and I'm not saying she looks exactly like Marilyn Monroe, but what made Marilyn Monroe special, it, for those of us who have sort of studied females throughout time and tried to figure out what makes a female stand out more than another female. It's, it's the goal of every porn producer, I hope, to, to shoot content that jumps off the page, that when you're, when, you know, when you're just sco- scanning through a page of 20 different scenes, this one stands out. So one of the things that I looked at is Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe had a quality about her. If you go look at the Marilyn, Marilyn Monroe artwork or the photography that was done, and there are gallery openings and things that you can go see these things, you notice about Marilyn that there's something about her that makes every guy want to put his arm around her and protect her and sort of cuddle her and say, it's going to be okay, I got you, I got you. And so that's what I noticed about Pamela Morrison. So I booked her for a scene a couple of weeks ago where we were going to have her play a um, a sorority girl next door mm-hmm. who's selling items of... Uh, she's selling items of the for her fundraiser, like chocolate bars and candies, but she realizes that the guy in the neighborhood is a pervert and that he'll buy anything from her. So she starts selling him her panties and shoes and eventually takes over and becomes his uh, his new mistress and but then I discovered that there's a lot more to Pamela Morrison she's not just a cuddly cute girl who needs to be held which is a great quality for for our industry but she's much more diverse than that she's got an edge to her she's got the ability she's smart she's got good dialogue she's got good improvisational skills she could do a variety of things and it's cool for me because i'm gonna i've been in the industry for 20 years i've probably got another 40 years to go and i'll be able to watch her as she evolves from doing these kind of roles the the cute cuddly roles to to be doing things that are more edgier. So I'm proud to bring you guys Pamela Morrison. Pamela Morrison, now we'll give you the official round of applause. Come on, DW, join in over here. Pamela Morrison, thank you. you. like bring me into the same realm as Marilyn Monroe. (laughs) So thank you so much, and thank you for having me today. My pleasure. It's a nice comparison, and and I think people, when they they see pictures of you, they'll understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. So i got to set the table for everybody by explaining. We're in um, the Mean Bitch Studios right now, sitting around a little table here. Pamela is wearing... Very, um, very sexy jean shorts. Actually, I wore them in your scene, too. Oh, these same ones. So she can, you can probably buy them from yeah. her if you contact her online. Why not? They're sexy. They have holes in them. You can see them at my website, meanbitches.com. Uh, 
<laughs> then she's got on a tight top, which shows her amazing breasts. They're kind of, you know, pushing up against it. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazingly. Creating a visual. <laughs> yeah, I'm creating a visual for them. Now, if you guys want to follow along here, you want to take a look at her, go check her out on Twitter. What is your twi uh, Twitter handle? At Pam Morrison XXX. Okay. All right. Well, let's sort of uh, start at the beginning then about you. What was your childhood like? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in L.A. until I was six years old and I moved to Vegas. And it's really hot here compared to L.A., so that's the only reason I like L.A. more a little bit. Um, but I grew up with my grandparents, and my mom was around when she could be around. But my mom did have an influence on me, although she wasn't around as much. Um, she, I got to grow up and see her in, a, like, not, I got to see her in adult films, but I was aware that she was in adult, um, in the adult community. I'm not a big guy. So your mom was in, your mom was an adult performer. Yes, she was. When I, uh, when I was two years old in 1999, she was in Hustler. Wow. With, I think, I believe... Flint's son or Flint himself, I forget. She's told me. Okay. I just kind of forget. <laughs> but she looked so cool. They had her all 70s styled out and in like a wig that was purple hair. Like that would never fly these days. It's kind of cool to see how different yeah. things are. <laughs> well, what, can you say her name? Her performance? Her name, name? was Callie Ryder. Uh, it is now still Callie Ryder. I believe it was Amber Sky back then. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And she was more of like a fetish performer. I was one time on her computer and I saw she did like a fetish thing when I was like 14. Me and my friend stumbled upon it, so it was kind of funny. We watched it. She was being extremely dominant in it, kind of like what I did. Nice. For you. Like <laughs> mother, show. like daughter. The acorn didn't fall too far from the tree. Yes. <laughs> well, what was the conversation like the first time that you had to have the, you know, it's the so conversation? Funny. We never really had the conversation. We just followed each other on Twitter and stuff. <laughs> like we, we never literally like lived with each other, so yeah, we didn't really have that conversation. We more have like a sister relationship, but yeah, she's my mom and she cares dearly and wants the best for me and everything. Um, growing up, I did not expect to be um, an adult star. I was more like brainy. I was kind of a nerd in school. Had like the glasses. I got picked on. Yeah, bullied. Aww, bullied by bullied. the prettier girls. Uh huh. Now they do my hair. <laughs> Not for, like, the scenes, but, like, yeah. yeah, I've had them do my hair for, like, EDC and stuff. And, like, they talk to me now, and they, they ask me questions about my job. They're not, like, mean anymore to me, so that's cool. Do you, uh, <laughs> but sometimes maybe you think about just giving them, when they do your hair, like, an extra hundred and be like, here, here you go, babe. I don't, yeah. you know, I make a lot more money than if you. If they do so. it right. Shit. <laughs> 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 so, I mean... I guess the word I'm looking for is, do you sometimes feel like being condescending to them just to get a little bully revenge, I'm or are you just like over that. that? You're not I'm like not that. Like that. You're not yeah. Like that. You're not like me. My grandma's like that. My grandma, my whole life has told me to be like that, honestly, to girls growing up in like high school and middle school and even elementary school. I remember she'd tell me these snarky remarks to say to them, and I would be like, I would never say that, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe... That's where my mom got the ballsiness to just be who she is because my grandma was very unforgiving, I guess you could say. So she was pretty strict then? Mm, kind of. She's strict, but like not really at the same time because 
think about it my grandparents raised me they got like the privilege of being grandparents like taken away from them and so they tried to give me as much freedom as possible because that's like what grandparents are supposed to do you know yeah they wanted to still be like that for me they didn't want to really be my parents it's okay that's not what we're talking about right now. <laughs> no no we'll, we'll um we'll move on to to the adult industry actually um and I met you like two years ago, I think. Really? Or three At years ago? No, here, here. You came to the studio and did a go yes. see, right? Okay, and yes, yes, yes. At the time, I think we looked at you and said, "Oh, we li- liked her, but very young, because you would have been nineteen or nineteen, nineteen when you first got in the industry." Mm-hmm. Um, I was eighteen when I did my first scene, but it wasn't like professional. It was for like many vids, and the guy got me tested, and yeah, it was professional enough, but it wasn't like you know professional rates and stuff. My first scene I did when I was nineteen. Oh wow, and but how did this happen? So, what were you doing after you graduated high school? Um, this sounds crazy, but I graduated, and that summer I was hanging out with my friends, and and yeah. we would be on stuff like Craigslist, yeah, and look for people that had fetishes, like that want to buy our panties, that want to play with our feet, that want to see us make out with each other, that simple things. We weren't like hoeing or anything, you know. <laughs> we we're like young. I wouldn't bring any, like, 17-year-old in anything like right. that. Right. Not your 15-year-old friends. They weren't doing no. that. Your 18-year-old yes, friends. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Just, I'm glad we clarified Yes, that. I had to. Sorry. So you're on Craigslist. You're selling panties to perverts. Yes. It was crazy. They would meet up with me pretty much anywhere. I, would, I didn't drive at the time. I didn't drive until I was 19. So I had them meet up with me. They'd come from across town to buy my underwear. Some would pay more to watch me take it off in their car. Someone pay even more to have me masturbate in front of them in the car and get them all wet or whatever. So, wow. <laughs> it all started with the, the panty sniffers. Wow. <laughs> I'm seriously just wowed by this. This is an actual <laughs> occupation. It was at the time. And then I was like, I want to become like more than this. I want to be like more professional because this is just silly. Who knows if I get caught up with the wrong person, if they're going to scam me or steal me away from the world or. Yeah. Or something. So I um, I got a business license and a sheriff's card, and I started stripping at 18 and up clubs because I wasn't 21 yet. So I wasn't really profiting very much because uh, the clubs in Vegas that are 18 and up, they're fully nude, but they don't serve liquor. So guys are not really right t- busting their wallets out. for. <laughs> you don't come to Vegas to not drink. It just doesn't. Yeah. So the clubs I was working at wasn't very successful at the time. And yeah. then I moved to... Um, well, I was still on Craigslist, and I was finding people who filmed stuff in the industry. And there actually were people on there. I was, like, satisfied with doing it because I i don't know. I was okay with doing it because I knew that my mom did it. Like, I didn't know how far, but I knew that she did it. So I was okay with everything, and I felt like I had the confidence to do it. So now yeah, I started this... doing clips for sale things. Okay, just getting back to the... <laughs> Panties in the parking yes. lot of the mall thing here. Yes. Just, I'm so curious about this. You're, I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I have one more thing about that. Okay, parking lot of the mall reminds me. There was a guy who had a fetish to where he was kind of a sissy, and he needed a girl to come with him to buy underwear that looked like it was for me, but it was really for him. And he only he only liked this one brand called Flirtitude from Sears. So he'd give me a couple hundred dollars to go into Sears and pick out the panties and make it look like it was for me, but really it was for him, and he'd, like, buy it and everything, and take me to the van store and buy shoes for me and everything. So it was really cool. That was one of my favorite things to do, go shopping with this sissy guy. <laughs> right. So you were, like, a beard. And okay. he's a construction worker. 
<laughs> so it's like, it could be anybody. Yeah. Well, this is something that, like, all of you guys out there who are judging right now, listening to this podcast, just know... I'm not judging him. That, no, you're, and I know you're not. We are in the industry. We just tend to not judge. Yeah, because cool. we know what I'm about to reveal, which is everyone has something kinky. dark, fetish, kinky mm -hmm. inside them somewhere. Absolutely. And, you know, so again, while you're sitting there going, wow, what a weirdo, think to yourself, listeners, what do I like that somebody else would look at me and think weirdo? So, um, did you meet anybody, though, that was creepy and scary in those situations? I'm super or? fortunate, and I have not. And I'm also, like, it takes a lot to really weird me out. Like, it takes a lot. Some people, I could tell they had, like, maybe a little bit of like a mental problem and I'm not like scared of them for that problem I just kind of like okay I'll be here for you I'm almost like a therapist I feel like sometimes when I meet up with people but nobody that really scared me threatened me or ever hurt me or truthfully ever made me uncomfortable to the point where I wouldn't want to see them again that wow. never happened okay that's cool that's good so there you go it turns out it's a valid occupation with mm -hmm. uh that's not that unsafe after all um, but it, 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 it helped you springboard. Do it carefully, but it helped you springboard into the world of adult entertainment and porn, mm -hmm. which now i got to ask you about how that worked out because if you were in Los Angeles, it would have been pretty straightforward. You would have just contacted an agency. And so I had a Twitter. I was like pretty prevalent on Twitter. I've been on Twitter for about 10 years now, like even just me as my personal Twitter. And then I started a... Back to going on Craigslist, I met this guy who, because I, I wanted a minimum of like $100 an hour for my time, no matter what I was doing. I was like, I want at least that. And people were pretty much okay with that, besides this one guy who was like, hey, I don't really want to do that, but I'm willing to take you on vacations with me. I'm willing to build a website for you. I'm willing to like build you up. You can have a portfolio. And I was like, I'm going to give this guy a chance. And he really did. He stuck to his word, helped me build a website called TopShelfBay.com. I created this character called Gypsy Bay for topshelfbay.com. That was my stripper name was Gypsy. So I kind of built off that, making another Twitter. And then on that Twitter, I was contacted by an agent. Okay, got you. My former agent, who I do not like. <laughs> Your former agent, whose name we won't mention. Yes. <laughs> All right, so how did he... Uh, what did he say when he contacted you? Um, he says he likes my work. He sees I have pictures of me up. Um, he thinks I could go further from here. It was just a weird coincidence that my mom is also in it, so I was like, I guess this could work out. I'm not scared to meet up with this guy. He happened to be very close to where I live, um, just north of where I live, really close. So it only took 10 minutes to go there. I went there with my best friend. I met another one of his girls who was staying at his house, model house. It all seemed really legit, and it, is, it was legit. Yeah. Um, um, he has his faults for sure, but yeah. <laughs> he is an excellent judge of talent. He's actually had some amazing talent come through his agency. Yeah. It's all good. But, um, so it started from there, and I did sign with him. And, and how much were you expecting to make based upon I thought your conversation? 1K. Him? 1K, yeah. Well, but how, like, how many scenes did you think you were going to get? Like, how much per month did you think you were going to be making? Uh, like four grand. I don't know. I didn't really think, I didn't, at first I was actually getting booked more than I than I thought, yeah. and then it kind of dies off over time. But that goes with yeah. any agency you sign with. It's just it's like that. <laughs> it does. It does. If you're 18 years old in this industry, or 19, or whoever, you know, if you're under 21, it gets the ball rolling. It gets the ball rolling. There are just there are a lot of companies that shoot young performer scenes, and so you, you can get 20 or 30 scenes, and then it's hard after that. And this is where I yeah. think a lot of our industry 
a lot of talent comes in, does 30 scenes, and then sort of filters out or and I don't disappears. doubt that I would have done better if I was just a little bit different with myself. Like, my tattoos, I can't take them off me. Mm. So I think I would have gotten way more popular way quicker if I didn't have tattoos. But that's that's okay. I do have tattoos, and this is me, and I'm going to roll with it. This is who I am. <laughs> You're going to be fine and great, actually, yeah. <laughs> because you have um, that entrepreneurial spirit, obviously. Thank you. Who, you know, I can see that you did this website, you got things going on your own. Yeah. Like, that's the new world today. But he said, I'm not going to sign you with the name Gypsy Bay. Mm-hmm. He said, that is a stripper name. You're a dancer, right? And I was like, yeah, but I really like that name. He's like, I don't. Mm-hmm. Sounds kind of like a whore. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, none of my audience or none of the buyers who buy porn are going to like that name because they're going to resonate it with it being a stripper name. And these old men, they like classic sounding names. So if you don't give me a classic sounding name within the next 24 hours, A, I'm not signing you, or B, I'm picking a name for you. Hmm. Okay. So that's how that's that went down. a tough approach right and there. Within like, I think like 10 hours, I got back to him and I thought of Pamela Morrison. Pamela Morrison because... Because I love Jim Morrison so much. <laughs> and Jim Morrison's girlfriend or oh, yeah. paramour, whatever his wife yeah, his was named. when he passed away was uh, Pamela Corson. That's right. So they never got married, so I didn't feel too bad about picking her name. And what's really cool is if you don't type in XXX next to my name, kind of like an undercover porn star, if you just type <laughs> in Pamela Morrison on Google, you won't yeah. find any pictures of me. You have to type in XXX. Yeah. <laughs> that is kind of cool. Which I think is like really secretive and fun. Hmm. I'm still trying to think to myself whether Gypsy Bay would have worked. It probably would have worked. I, I mean, think it would have been fine. Would have been fine. It, it's name in a lot of cases what you make of it, as long as it's not something totally stupid. But he like, is a very controlling person, so he would never settle with me. <laughs> okay, so you get hooked up with this agent, and did you go live in the model house then? No, you were I, already I here lived, in Vegas. Yeah, I lived ten minutes down the road from him. He okay. tried to get me to move in there, but I was actually during that time I was moving into my first apartment with my best friend, whom I brought to the interview with me, and she decided not to sign. She is in the industry now, though, still not signed with an agency. Can you say her name? Her name is Violet Baker. Violet Baker. Okay, I'm yes. not familiar with Violet her Baker. Her former name was Iridessa Jane. She's not, like, super big. She's more of a cam girl, but she does have boy-girl content out there, which is pretty cool. Gotcha. I really like her. <laughs> All right, so now we need to ask you about the sets that you went on to, but, but first I need to tell you about our sponsor, Sex Panther, sexpanther.com. Sex Panther, for all of you listeners out there, is the way that you can build a intimate relationship with all of the adult entertainers that come on to my show um, and all the adult entertainers that you lust after and love every day. You're not on Sex Panther yet, I don't think, are you? No, I think I signed up a long time ago and didn't really follow through with it. I just sell my phone number, my real phone number to people. That's another way to do it. One payment. But for those of you out there who want to get to know Christy Canyon or Ginger Lynn or Courtney Taylor or Christina Rose... Uh, or Kimberly Chi, all the great talent that you hear on our show, you go to sexpanther.com, you get their phone number for free, and then you will be able to send them texts or pictures or videos or talk to them on the phone. They will be able to send you all of those things. Send that dick pic. See, like right now, if you send a dick pic to somebody over Twitter unsolicited, they can report you and have your account taken away from you. That's Twitter's new rules. And also... 
Most entertainers hate when you send them a dick pic. Yeah, we do. But not when you pay to send it to right. them. Paying them supports your local or your favorite talent. Mm -hmm. So this way you can send a dick pic, and they can send something back and tell you how much they like it. They can send you intimate pictures from their lives of them in the shower or whatever. You can talk to them on the phone. You can do so many cool things with Sex Panther. In fact, a guy emailed me this morning and he said, I want to start doing that. I want to talk to the performers on the phone while I'm watching your scenes, Glenn, on MeanBitches.com. That's Skype. I said, that's very cool. <laughs> very cool idea. That's it's not Skype. That's Sex Panther. Oh. SexPanther.com. Oh, so you're that's, doing a commercial. <laughs> we're doing a promo, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> so that's S-E-X-T P-A-N-T-H-E-R dot com. Get on there today. And by the way, it doesn't even have to be sexual. Ginger Lynn tells me that a lot of people just text her to ask her about what it was like dating Charlie Sheen or all those movies that she did. Um, That's interesting. And what was it like doing porn back in the 80s. All the cool stuff. So a lot of them you can just talk to. And it's really cool. And also, if you are a performer, let's just say your name is Pamela Morrison and you're not on SexPanther.com, you are leaving... Um, out some opportunities to connect with your fan base and so I suggest if you're one of the many hundreds of performers that actually listen to my show listen to this podcast go check out Sex Panther and use this if for no other reason just use it to figure out which of your fans are freeloaders and which of them are willing to pay and support you and, and you know at least put some money out there to support you and help you in this industry. So there you go, everybody. Go check it out. That's sextpanther.com. Don't forget the T in there. It's not sexpanther. S-E-X-T-P-A-N-T-H-E-R.com. So now we need to ask you about your first few sets over there. You were 19 years old, mm -hmm. starting to get on these porn sets. You'd been doing some low-end stuff, and then all of a sudden you're kind of jumping up into the into the bigger leagues here. What was it like? Uh, it was really cool. The first company I shot for was Naughty America, so that's like a really big name to shoot for your first porn. And I really liked it. I liked the pictures because they were more professional looking. Yeah. Uh, I liked how my butt looked. Yeah. Good angles. <laughs> you know, there's a lot better angles with the professional stuff than there is with the amateur. So I was really into it. I felt beautiful. When I started porn, I felt, like, more beautiful than I've ever felt in my whole life. Like, if you ask me when I felt my best, it was when I was 19. Who was the makeup artist? Do you remember? For Naughty? Yeah. Was it Sloan, maybe, on that back then? I don't remember. Mm. I really don't remember. Yeah. Well, let me just say for all of you guys who listen to the show who are um, interested in becoming producers, the makeup artist is key. Yes. It absolutely, not only does it make a better product in that everybody looks better, but your performers feel beautiful mm -hmm. and confident, and it helps them do a better, better scene. Better result in the scene. So who directed? Do you remember that? No. No, I was just so everything was happening <laughs> yeah, so quickly. That's... And I, I was fortunate that the scene was in Vegas, actually. Uh, I remember the photographer had, like, an accent. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, Mario. Maybe. Maybe it was. Or Marco, I think, too. I've never met Marco Rivera, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. If I saw him, I'd, I'd know that that was him. Yeah. <laughs> but it was so much fun. They let me hold the, um, what is the thing that they... The clapper. The clapper thing. Yes. Yeah. What is that called? To mark sound. So what you do is if you want to sync up sound right. from two different cameras, um, if you have two different cameras, so I assume they had two cameras on the shoot. Um... 
Well, maybe they just said it. If you have I separate think it was sound, just a handheld one, and they were just they were really easy to work with because they would tell me exactly what would go on, and then like cut, start, cut, start. Like there were so many cuts and starts, and they just yeah. told me to like improv if I could about things. And they're they're really cool, and I really like the the makeup artist for MeanBitches.com. So yes, if she's on set, then it's gonna be a. A great day. <laughs> uh, we use Lori, the makeup artist. Um, Lori is really uh, one of the very best in the business, mm-hmm. and and she's done a lot of work for Naughty. Who knows? Maybe it was Lori it that might day. Might have been. I know she did my makeup uh, for Bang.com. I'm not sure if it was for Naughty because I was just beginning. So, but I know yeah. she did for that. Um, did you find? So this was your first time doing sex on camera in a big production. Did you find the sex to be rough or? You know, was it? Did they try to make you comfortable, knowing yeah. that it was your first? It was in a pool, and they gave me coconut oil, which I requested. And I request for all my scenes, pretty much. I really like coconut oil. <laughs> yeah, coconut oil is good lube. Yes, they were great, and they're really nice. I I really enjoyed it. I'm lucky that it was in a pool for my first scene. Besides, like the classic bed, I don't know. I really like being in uh, outdoors. Yeah, scenes. It's way more fun and interesting. And they had me like sit on a pool float, and it was really cool. Nice, it felt super beautiful. <laughs> I would love to do pool scenes. It's just hard to get a location where you can do it and not end up with the neighbors. Yeah, you know, it's it's really legal, but it's it's something you don't want your neighbors to to. I'd love to shoot for them again with. one day. I haven't shot for them again. I don't know if it's like a one and done thing for them. <laughs> Surprising, but um, who knows? Casting is so subjective. It is my Sometimes it's just scene, a matter honestly. of. I mean, and just you know, you might get booked for six more scenes with them next month. Who knows? And then go two more years without doing scenes, and then you'll think, "What did I do wrong?" No, I'm not thinking and it's, that. No, no, no. But so many porn stars do. I, I'm going I through this right now on Twitter because I don't, I don't know what happened. But over the last three days, I've gotten like fifty girls following me and sending me you know can I work I'm available I'm available and it's it's because I tweeted the thing and they're like this girl jeez this girl gets booked Jesus I'll get (laughs) no it's not it happened right after we shot a BBW scene the other day and and, you know she's so wonderful it's fantastic Sophia Rose is beautiful um and it's funny people keep saying so you you cast a BBW and I said no 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 that that's not what I'm doing here I'm casting beautiful, glamorous women, All types and it of women. just so happens that the beautiful, glamorous woman that we found is a BBW. But that doesn't mean nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that I'm I'm trying to um, do something special or whatever. It's as you say. I'm just looking for all types of women, the kind that whoever's the best. You're smart. Your site needs diversity. My site does need diversity. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I get these people that are like, "Ah, oh, great, you shot her. Now you need to shoot." all of you know this type from now on and it's not just with her it's it was with you you know with it, yours hasn't gone up yet but right. then i'll get people saying great shoot 19 year olds mm-hmm. every single week and it's like guys we each have one. thousands of members each one has their own different needs yeah cater to all of them yeah but anyway you, you've done quite a few scenes in your career over the last mm-hmm. few years i think it's really cool the vr scenes that you did oh, yeah, for, for stony over there was it stony that directed uh, i did or? one vr for stony yeah. and then i did it for vr hush and what's the other one? Oh my gosh there's one more too i feel so bad really the fake fake dick oh okay Chiseled chad babevr.com oh babe vr okay yeah, i Good. believe that's what it is so i've done like three or four now VR scenes because uh, VR Hush I think I've done two or three for them 
You did some kind of naughty student thing for them, yes, right? Yes, and okay. that was actually produced that. by my agent, uh, Shy Love. She uh-huh. was actually in it and everything. She played um, the the teacher, like giving us detention. <laughs> I didn't. I watched the scene. I didn't even notice that Shy was in it. Yeah, it was all on you. Wow, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. I do like that one a lot. That was in January of 2018. Yeah, so that's cool. And you know, from the viewer's perspective. It, it's really, you know, you lay back in the bed and then the girl's grinding on top of you. I, like, practically cried when I saw myself in VR. I was like, oh, my God, I'm, like, <laughs> fucking myself, and it looks so cool. I loved it. Literally, I teared up the first time I saw that. I really did. I'm not I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> if I recommend to our listeners that you take an edible, since those are all legal in almost every state now, get some marijuana in mm-hmm. your head. So that you're nice and high, strap on your um, Oculus Go VR headset, and then watch Pamela it's an experience ride sure. you. It's an experience that everyone mm-hmm. should have. But what was it? It's different doing a VR scene. It is. It really is. They're really up in your grill, which I prefer. I have this uh, perspective of me or, like, mindset of me that I really like up-close shots in my grill, in my face, because yeah. it makes me look like bigger and I'm very I'm a really tiny girl I don't know if everybody knows this or not but I'm like a hundred pounds practically um five foot one I'm really small so when the camera's far away I kind of look really like tiny and I don't like that I like my butt to look all bubbly and I like me to look like I have some meat on me <laughs> which I do I got some meat on me you got some curves <laughs> you have some you. curves it's very nice yeah when it's far away I look like a little girl so I like the close-up <laughs> yeah the close-up angles the fisheye type look. I'm really into that. I was into that even before porn because I spent a lot of hours in my life at the skate park and they like filming with a fisheye, getting close up. That view is really cool. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, that's the future of porn is that basically at some point directors like me are kind of going to go away to some degree in that no. you'll have your own, you just have your own VR camera at home and you'll do tonight's date with with Pamela and your boyfriend or whatever talent so that cool. you hire or you know just I'll come over hell yeah and yeah I'll be your stunt dick and but basically hey. you don't see the guy's face and, and so she'll just be able to film all kinds of different cool experiences with or using VR cameras and, mm-hmm. and it, it's a really cool thing um I know it makes a lot of um people I grew up with more comfortable my VR porn because you can't see the guy's face and yeah. stuff and that's sometimes that's like a determining factor for like if people I know are going to watch it or not because they'll get like really offended if this guy's like extremely old extremely huge and yes. <laughs> from a different country they get all crazy about it I'm like okay well the VR one is more preferred because you never see all that stuff <laughs> so I funny. get less heat from former, you know, ex-boyfriend and stuff. Well, so POV porn, I mean, it is kind of the way to go, but so here's the other thing about VR porn is that you have to be able to connect with the camera. Yeah. Not, like, a lot of girls can connect with the male talent in a scene, and that's good. That's a very important thing to have, Mm -hmm. but you actually have the ability to look at an inanimate object, a camera, put your hand up to it and stroke the camera... They have Look me into make the out camera. with the camera without yeah. actually touching it. They're like, get as close as you can. Be careful about breathing out your nose because it'll fog it up and just make out with it. Make as much noises as you can, really. And they, <laughs> a couple of companies have had me do this, and it's so crazy. I'm like, it's so funny. I'm like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like a cow. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, and then but with some girls, because I watch a lot of this VR porn, with some girls when they try to do that, it's just like, uh oh, fast forward. This is not terrible. This is awful. Yeah. Because some girls just can't connect with an inanimate object. It's right. not easy, but you do. Thank I mean, that was, you. A, that was a good thing for you. So, <laughs> turns out you can make out with I've a. I've always liked the camera. Yeah. <laughs> the camera is your friend. Absolutely. Okay, well, now I need to ask you about. The things you're you're doing today that are so exciting, like your lingerie fights here. But first, I need to tell you about our newest sponsor, Savage Sin Clothing. Ooh. Savage Sin Clothing can be found at SavageSinClothing.com. And here's why I love it. Because I am 50 years old, and when I was 22 years old, like Pamela over here, <laughs> I had a sense of fashion. But as the years went by, I lost it. And that's just what happens to everybody. I'm sure of this because when I look at people who are my age, I see that we've all failed at fashion. Um, but the solution to that problem is Savage Sin Clothing. Savage Sin Clothing, again at SavageSinClothing.com, is cool contemporary clothing. It makes people like me and you and really people of all ages look like you have some style and some sense of fashion. It's tank tops, it's shirts, it's all kinds of great stuff, and it's high quality material. And here to tell us about it, I'm thrilled and honored to have with us today, D.W. Sin, the owner of SavageSinClothing.com. Hi, D.W. Hey, how's it going? Excellent. Well, tell us about the the beginnings. How did you come up with this? Well, um, it, it all... It all kind of started uh, with like I was watching uh, like the UFC, and this was back when they had like advertising. They you know like tap out affliction, you know different companies like that would would ever, you know would like sponsor the different fighters. That was before they went they like, corporate and kind of got rid of everything. But uh, I that's kind of where I came up with the idea. It was originally gonna be like a MMA line, but I realized. At the time, there was a lot of that out there. There was a lot of competition for that. So I decided I need uh, something extra to catch people's attention. So that's why I decided, you know, I need something, you know, a little twist there. So I, I came up with the idea to incorporate the adult industry into it. Yeah. Because cause at the time, I, I'm not sure... You know, nowadays how how prevalent it is, but back then I I noticed like a lot of the MMA fighters they were like uh, going out with like the porn stars and stuff. You know, like uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like some like like some like the very top like uh, entertainers, and you would always see these couples together. And I was like, well, that that seems like a good combination there. Yeah, we all remember Tito yeah. and Jenna. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> and uh, so that's why I kind of. Uh, I kind of decided I need to kind of incorporate those two together, and so that's uh, I was. So then I had to kind of come up with some different designs, you know, that, that would uh, kind of uh, incorporate the MMA plus the adult industry, kind of mix them together, and uh, and so that's uh, that's where I kind of uh, came up with the idea there. And and believe it or not, uh, I was kind of surprised that uh, that when I when I first launched the the, the clothing line. <clears throat> Because it was, when I first launched it, it was more it was more based towards MMA. Yeah. But but I I I was getting more attention from the adult industry though. Yeah. So I mean I had I had I had like you know like some like the very top stars I had you know like the top uh, you know production companies that were like following my uh, account and everything and sending me messages and 
I wasn't getting too much uh, attention from the MMA though. Yeah. I was like, well, okay. I I think that maybe I should probably focus more on the adult industry there. Makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, the so, adult industry, which is becoming more prevalent in everyone's life. Yeah. It's not just California anymore. Oh yeah. It's, it's yeah. Everybody I mean, now, yeah. So. It's it's a it's amazing. It's amazing just how many different avenues there are right now. Right. And that you can you, you can go into. That's interesting to hear that you started reaching out to the MMA and then I went to the adult crowd because right now I'm like, I started with the adult crowd and now I'm doing uh, lingerie fighting championships. Oh, kind of like MMA like and um, yeah, let us awesome. wear whatever we want. So maybe I could wear your gear yeah. during my fight. I've done two fights so far. Okay, yeah. Maybe. Wow, okay, yeah, this is cool. I've seen you actually. We are going to ask you more about that in just a moment here, but first we got to give you an opportunity to win a prize. Ooh. So this is very exciting. Now I have on my phone the bio of a mystery person here. And if you can guess this mystery person who was born on July 3rd, 1971. I think he died July 3rd. Up, 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 up. <laughs> Don't make your guess until you're sure. Because if you get it wrong, not only do you not get the shirt, oh. but there's punishments. Um, you get a, yeah, it's a beating that we're going to do. <laughs> so we don't want to have to okay. to hurt you. Right. But so, this, so you got to be careful with this. Get it right. Uh, this person wrote or co-wrote many songs, including Break On Through to the Other Side, People Are Strange, Hello, I Love yes. You, Roadhouse Blues, L.A. Woman. Now, you still look confused, so I'll give you his nicknames or her nicknames, The Lizard King or, or Mr. Mojo Rising. Mojo Rising. That is correct. <laughs> Uh, let's see, I'll give you one more clue, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. to make sure that we've been fair, because the torture equipment that we have in the dungeon, I don't want to have to break it out here and mm -hmm. use it on you today, okay. although maybe it would be fun for all of us here. But, <laughs> this person died at the age of 27, who is it? I'm going to take a wild guess here and say that it's Jim Morrison from The Doors. <laughs> That is correct! <laughs> Yay! Okay, well, isn't that exciting? So there for a second. I didn't know my shit. <laughs> I'm going to edit in a buzzer on that saying, eh. <laughs> wrong. Uh, okay, so uh, congratulations. You've won your choice. So DW is going to vacate Woo! that chair right there, give you a chance Thank to go you. over here to the website, browse through it. Oh, I like the color scheme. <laughs> I'm going to bring... The microphone over here so that people can hear you as you go through. She's clicking on women. Ooh. Sick. I really like the panties. She's looking through the panties now, which... Oh, my God, there's ten pages, got though. Lick panties, censored panties. Yeah, a lot of choices here. Wow, so many options. I was not expecting all these options. I see a tank top with a skull on it that looks really cool. I see a tank top that says <laughs> Drink Fight 69 Fuck. Very cool. I see a Racerback American Skull. Some, a lot of them, some skull stuff. Censored bikini. So that's actually a bikini that has a little censored sign on it. Cause I like that. God knows we go through stuff like that a lot these days. <laughs> I think I like the censored bikini the most. You like the censored one? Yes, I really do like that one. <laughs> right. yeah, there I'm you happy have it. I won. There you have it, everybody. Our winner, Pamela Morrison, has just selected a Savage Sin censored bikini, which he's going to get to her. Now, here's the thing. If you at home want to get your own Savage Sin clothing, which I highly recommend that you do, 
you listen to the show, um, it's also a good way of supporting the show is to support our sponsors. Go to SavageSinClothing.com, pick out what you want, and then take advantage of our humongous discount that we get people. Humongous. I'm not kidding. 40% off. Would you say that's a humongous discount? That's a great deal. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so um, use the promo code KINGSIN, K-I-N-G-S-I-N. Get yourself 40% off of your order. And those are cheap shirts that are going to shrink up in the washing machine? No. 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 No, everyone agrees. No, they are not. They are made out of 100% cotton right here in the United States, or shipped from the United States, yeah. at least, of the highest quality yeah, materials. Yeah, all the... They're all all the all the shirts are they're printed here in the United States. I work I work with like a with like a network of like of multiple printers, and they're all located here in the United States. Yeah, it looks really thick. Yeah, this is this is actually the special this is actually the special microfiber shirt. So microfiber, very good. Uh, picks up that sweat. If you live here in Las Vegas, yep. you need microfiber. There you go. That's D.W. Sin from Savage Sin Clothing. Go follow. Him and Savage Sin on Twitter. What's your Twitter? Uh, the company Twitter is at Savage Sin. At Savage Sin. So go follow them and go to Savage Sin Clothing. Check them out. Get yourself some clothing today. And don't forget to use our promo code, King Sin. All right. So now, Pamela, you sprung something on me today that I'm really thrilled to hear. What are you doing? What is this lingerie fighting club so, all about? So, last time I saw you, which was just like a week and a half ago or something yeah. like that, I wasn't even really invested in this yet. Um, a girl got forfeited, so I took her place. Um, and it's been going on for five years now. I participated in the LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships 28 and 29. The 28th was on uh, the 4th of July, and it was on the roof club of Seamless Strip Club. Okay. And it was $75 a ticket, so there wasn't very many heads there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but strip club, what are you going to do? Right. And I lost my first fight, <laughs> and then I fought again on July 5th, and it was located in Neonopolis downtown, you know, where the Jillian's Center used to be. When you walk in, there's the Denny's, like Jillian's... Um, Jillian's like it's like a arcade hall. I never go anywhere. No, okay. I well, never leave. If downtown. you want to come see me, you have to come either here to the studio or to my house. That's okay. the only places you'll find. Me. And Deal. sometimes pro wrestling events. But other than that, that's all I do. You're gonna come to the next one then. It's August fifteenth. Okay. And it's located downtown in Neonopolis. And who knows? Maybe I'll win this time because I've lost my first two fights. But it's okay. I win against seriously like reigning champions. Like the girls that I fought were have been in this for years. It's kind of like obvious I was gonna lose. Okay, fought. So help me understand. Are you hitting these girls with so pillows, or are you hitting them with your fists? We are in a ring, and okay. we are wearing lingerie or body suits, or we're, we get to pick whatever we want. Costumes that aren't gonna just fall right off and stuff. So we are actually like ground and pound, like wrestling, like. Whoever can bring her to the ground first. I'm very light, so I'm, I'm getting flung around a lot. This girl actually, like, threw me over her back, like, slammed me onto the ground. I've been trained to land properly. I did my training, like, two days before okay. I got into this. You can pull it up on YouTube and everything. There's fans for it. It has a Twitter. It's a real, like, going thing, and they're going to start a Netflix series for it coming here soon. All right, explain the training here. You learned how to fall. So we uh, met up at... This okay, so the trainer, his name is Leon, and he actually like wrestles, does like MMA. He's like into this stuff, and there's um, 
what am I looking for? The word I'm looking for. There's like places where people meet up, like rings and oh, okay. stuff. You can so we practiced at his like dojo. Yes, thank you. Sure. <laughs> and we practiced there, and he like just basically taught me how to land. I just gotta like yeah. be like really stiff and throw myself down, and they want to hear a loud noise when I do it. Cause okay, I'm so, so it's loud. called slapping out. So you're you're falling yeah. and you're slapping yeah. the mat. So mm-hmm. you're on a mat, I guess? Yeah. Or it's, it's, it's a ring, it's, ring mat. Yeah, yeah. real, okay. like, gotcha. have you been to, like, UFC fights or yeah, just, like, absolutely. at the Thomason Mac, they do that tough enough thing. It's just basically like that, a ring, just like that. I got you. Um, on springs or no? no? Probably not, actually. I think it is. Okay, good. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, that helps. Good. <laughs> yes, because I'm helps so, like... lot. It's okay. so fun. I'm really into it. I didn't expect to get into it. I was actually, um, these, this last week and a half has been very uh, out of my shell or a little bit different for me. First, starting with the scene I did for you, I was playing like a dominant character. Then a few days later, I went to the LFC and fought and stuff. I was like, this is crazy. These are things I'm never doing. Or, like, I'm actually, I've thought about doing, but I've always told myself I'm not ready for it or I don't even know if I can do that because I'm. A, I'm kind of submissive, and B, I'm not much of a fighter, but I did do Taekwondo for six years of my life. Aha, so good. Help. Okay, that's what I was starting to wonder here is, so, yeah, that's that's why they some basic training for this. Me, I can do, like, jump kicks. I got really good kicks, they said. So, good. both times I started my fight, I started with a running um, high kick. Like, good. I lifted my knee high and just pushed her into the corner, and that upset both of my fighters for them to take me down so hard that I was pretty much down the whole time. Did you see the UFC fight last week where the guy did one running knee? strike and that was the whole match no you probably saw it yeah maybe yeah. that's why they, they told me that's how i should start i actually, I actually, I actually watched it on twitter because it was that, that's how short it was yes <laughs> it was one the the one guy was on one side of the ring he had a big smile on his face because he had studied his opponent apparently he knew this was going to work he wow. was just standing there smiling, and the other guy was stalking back and forth, trying to look scary, whatever. They said, ding. He runs across the ring with a perfectly aimed, just jumps in the air. His knee slams into the guy's head, and that's it, basically, wow. after that. I did shortest, not see that. Shortest, shortest fight in UFC history. I wow. need to watch yeah. these to get a little, uh, you know... <laughs> you absolutely do, um, but I mean, so what are you allowed? You're, are you allowed to hit her in the face or no? No, no, no hitting in the face. Okay. Um, they, it's kind of like a series, and it's kind of funny. So they kind of have a, a few things that are choreographed. Like they'll tell a girl, "Oh yeah, you guys have fought so many times now. Pull her hair in this one, and we'll disqualify her." Or like okay. you know, just something yeah. silly. It's somewhat to a de- degree choreographed. Okay. So I knew I was going to lose. <laughs> the two I got you. It's but three like three minute rounds. So I was supposed to be up there for nine minutes, and the first round I tapped out within thirty seconds. The second or the set not the second round. The first day I tapped out within thirty seconds, and the second day I tapped out within a minute. Okay, put your hand out right there. Okay, wrist holds like this. Mm-hmm. They like theatrical in mm-hmm. wrestling wrist holds when you're holding them off the body like this, so people can see them. Yeah. Uh, so it. anybody that's uh, listening, obviously you guys can't see it, but basically she put out her hand and I just grabbed her wrist and yeah. turned it over. That's fine, but they don't like it in things like this if you're on the ground and you're manipulating wrists and elbows because people can't see it. But do mm-hmm. they? Are you? Will they let you do that? Because you could become a lot more effective just by taking a few jujitsu yeah. lessons and learning how to manipulate elbows. Yeah. Wrists, fingers. Pretty sure they let us do that. We have uh, gloves on though that are like fully like this. Oh, full gloves. Yeah, with full base LFC on them and everything. Okay, so then you need to learn how to do basically forearm pressure on things. Okay. All right. So 
Well, part of it is you know you want to manipulate and push down on the forum at the same time, but yeah, you're getting it. So we're we're just doing stuff here that you listeners can't see. But just imagine but it. We're going hard. Imagine we're going hard. Absolutely. No, but what I was showing her is that you know you want to press down on somebody's yeah. elbow. I took uh, ten years of mixed nice. martial arts. Okay, cool. And learn uh, a thing or two from you. I'm extremely skilled at getting beaten up. That I know. I know how to fall down extremely well. If there was one thing that my sensei used to say to me is that he would say, "Amazing how well you fall." <laughs> they make little but, um, flyers for the LFC both nights. I have a few in my car. I'll bring them in for you so you can see all the opponents. They have, like, you know, little cards that says this person versus this person and everything. And the main event is in the middle. It looks really cool. I'd like to check it out. I really may come out for this thing. I said, I've, Like I said, I've been hanging around pro wrestling a little bit lately and, and really enjoying that. But I would imagine that with your Taekwondo skills... The thing to do would be when your opponent starts rushing in, like the next time your opponent will probably rush in on you, a spinning back kick will probably put a quick end to that. I know. Well, who knows when I'm allowed to win. You know, I think I have to go against pretty much all the girls. uh, And maybe once I face a new girl newer than me, then I could claim the title. But (laughs) Okay. So we're going to run out of time here. We could talk all day about this. I love this topic. Um, I saw on your Twitter... You're a little bit frustrated with content trades. Yes. What's happening with that? Uh, like I was expressing earlier, I don't like looking really, like, little. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm really picky about camera angles. I don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't want to be like, yeah, let's do something, and then us do something, and maybe, like, I completely hate that. Don't post that. And I don't want to have, like, residual weird energy towards somebody making money off of something on the Internet that I never made money off of. I don't care if I get it paid for a shoot. I have no right to tell anybody anything once I get paid for a shoot. That's facts, and I hope every girl knows that. But when it comes to getting together with someone and doing content trade, I struggle with that, unless it's my best friend, Violet Baker, because she's patient enough to let me edit everything and then post the same thing. Um, But I struggle online. There's a lot of really, really cool uh, people who reach out to me lot of good female performers and I'm just like afraid that I'm not gonna like it and waste both of our time and I'm not willing to like waste people's time so I'm getting emotional talking about it because I know I, I really am passing up so many good opportunities to make money but it's really it's my self-consciousness yeah. that I have and on um on my birthday at AVN I actually did a three-way scene with um as content trade with me uh, Jenna Fox and what's her name? She's all female performer, blonde bangs. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Veronica, Kiri, Kira. Oh, okay. Kiri, something like Ki- that. Yeah. Fuck. I feel stupid that I, I forget her name. I never shoot I, female only performers or girl girl only performers, so I don't. Right. I don't know much about it, but I know who you're talking about. Veronica Kirill, I think yes. it's K-I-E-R-E-L. She's so beautiful. I did a content yeah. trade with them, and they're both posting it. I like them so much that it's okay, and it was a very low-quality thing, so the lighting was all bad. I just don't feel comfortable posting it because the lighting is bad, in my opinion. It was in the hotel room. I was kind of messed up. It was my birthday. I got a little drunk that day at AVN, and I was like, sure, I'll come up to your room and have a fucking three-way with you guys. Like, Why not? And it was my birthday, so when it's like in the moment, um, Get, like, I don't mind, but it's really hard for me to schedule a time to do, like, a content trade with people. I have a lot of guys who hit me up, and I'm like, first of all, I don't really do content trade with guys. I don't really ever, I've never post boy-girl content out there of myself. I'm waiting till I'm, like, older. Yeah. I'm not, like, uh, so innocent-looking. Hmm. And I told them, I was like, yeah, I'm only doing paid content right now. I'm sorry. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, a lot of content trades end up in disaster anyway. If, yeah. if people aren't getting paid, they don't tend to take it as seriously. Mm-hmm. And they should. I mean, it's, you know, business is business. You know, 3 p.m. Friday at this location really should mean 3 p.m. Friday yeah. at this location. But people are I constantly, know. I see people on Twitter talking about, you know. I just want to be more confident. And then I'll be able to do this content trades thing. <laughs> I, I think I got to go to the gym more. Maybe get some fillers. I don't know. It's mainly my face. I have problems. I know. You'll never understand. You'll never get it. <laughs> no, I I do understand um, mm. from two different perspectives. Number one, I think every girl... It's funny because a very, very high-end performer yesterday told me she's not performing this month because she feels like she's gotten fat. And I'm like, what? No. This is something... You're looking in the mirror... And this is the way I think a lot of females are, is that you look in the mirror and every teeny tiny blemish looks humongous to you. Mm -hmm. And then also, you know, I perform in videos and I will not do content trades that, that unless I have control over how the end product looks. Right. I've done some content trades where somebody will say, Glenn, can I come up to the studio and give you a blowjob? And and I'm like, well, yeah. (laughs) Who's going to say no to that? But I'll have my guy, Jimmy, film it. And I'll edit it and I'll give it to her, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want to. Um, I'm kind of self-conscious about it. You know, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm not erect yet. Don't show my my penis when I'm not erect yet. I only want you to show, you know, so, so it's like, you want to have control over your brand. I do. I don't know. I'm just, it's it's kind of silly. I honestly, at one point, almost lost, it's not silly. lost a friendship over with um, my friend Lexi couple years ago it was like a year and a half ago or so we did something and she posted it and she never sent me it so I never seen it and I saw that she was profiting off of it on many vids and I was like well first of all a you need to send send me it b we need to discuss a price together it needs to be the same price because that's not fair if you're selling it for 11.99 I sell it for 24.99 everyone's gonna buy it from you <laughs> smart um that's right see like I and don't really put it on on yeah. one of those click programs for free oh my goodness this is I see this well, performers all the time piss really? at each other because one of them puts it up on their clip store and they're selling it and the other one puts it on Pornhub uh, or X videos they both have free programs or programs where they'll put it up for free yeah. and then everybody gets paid by the number of people that view it and it's like so you just gave you just crushed the value of the thing for me that actually has happened to me with the many vids thing because many vids does that thing now and someone actually stole yes. one, bought one of my videos stole it and like uploaded it and now is like making money off of like views per thing and I have it on my many vids still so I'm like and I contacted many vids and it's still not down I'm like so wow. hard to get that these things sucks. down sometimes yeah. Yeah. but it will be down in the future <laughs> see like some of them now have it where uh, like X videos I believe has it where somebody else can put it up there and then you realize it's your content yeah. you have it transferred over to you and you get a check from X videos for all the um, the views on it oh shit that's really cool that is cool well I'll have to look out for myself on the end <laughs> but you're well it has to be your content but yeah yeah, um, yeah. but you're controlling your brand and there's nothing wrong with that like you know and just as an example I had somebody recently uh, one of my site website members sends me a thing saying hey could would you shoot this girl she's really yeah. hot and then the first thing I clicked on, she did not look hot. She looked awful. In their pers- or their perspective, I guess she was hot. Yeah, but Opinion. and maybe so maybe he could find something somewhere where she was hot, and that's that probably. Okay. But the point is, me as the director's producer, I got my. I this is what I picture her in my head looking like is what how she looked that day, and that's it. I'm not shooting her. 
Mm. And this happens from time to time. And it's so important for performers to control their brand to make sure that you're putting out there the image of yourself that you want people to see. I know, and I'm so picky. It sucks. <laughs> I'm so picky. There is nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So people can find you. People can check out your content. You're making your own content. What do you yes. got? You got OnlyFans? I do. OnlyFans.com slash Pamela Morrison. I also have a many vids where that's Pamela Morrison XXX. And my Twitter is at Pam Morrison XXX. How much is your OnlyFans? It's nine ninety nine. So it's only nine ninety nine. Yes. And then do you respond to your private messages on I there? I do. Okay. Do. We can set up a Skype show on there. More likely, if you, if you message me on Twitter, I will immediately direct you to my OnlyFans. That's pretty much my thing I do. So don't get offended. I do it to everyone. Well, it shows again. <laughs> if you if you want to just suck up her time, you need to at least pay ten bucks yes. to show her that you're you're. You have some money. And it's worth it. There's over 600 photos of me on there, 12 videos. It's totally worth it. How often are you updating it? Like every week if I can. Every week. So get in there, guys. Go check out our OnlyFans. You can also buy her phone number. This is yes. kind of interesting. So My personal cell phone number. I've been offering it for a while now. And I do not have that many people, so I will reply to you. I only have like six people that have ever bought my phone number. And anytime you send me a nude, I reply with a nude. That's my deal. How much is this? It's $100 for lifetime access. $100 for lifetime access to Pamela Morrison. Dif- or $50 a month if you want to test it out for a month. Test out the waters of it. Yeah, we're 50 bucks a month. Shoot. You're getting a good deal at $100 lifetime, guys. I swear. I texted someone a nude this morning, and they're like, wow, you really made my day. So I like making people's day. There you go. <laughs> All right. So you said it's OnlyFans. It's many vids, And you got... Content, a lot of content on video, on uh, many vids of you talking dirty and stuff. I don't have enough, but I do have a really good one of me sucking a fake cock. That is my favorite because my best friend is wearing it. She filmed it, my best friend Violet Baker, and I actually lift up the cock and eat her out. So it's very, <sighs> very diverse, and she is soaking it's wet. Like, it's good. It's so good. Yeah, and I do a little dance and everything. It's my favorite video on there. And it's 23 minutes long, $23. You're going to want it. All right. Everybody, go check out her mini vids. Go check out her OnlyFans. Go buy her phone number. Go find her on Twitter. Yes, please. And her uh, Instagram, too. And what are those, um, your Instagram and Twitter? I do not have an Instagram for um, being Pamela. Oh, okay. So what? you got a Twitter. Yes. What's at Pam Morrison XXX. There you go. All right, everybody. So if you are listening to this show, if you're one of our 50-something thousand or 60,000 subscribers, I'm supposed to get new numbers this week. Uh, then we appreciate you. But if you're just somebody that came on to check us out and listen to Pamela, we would appreciate if you could subscribe. I don't even care if you listen to the show. I just want you to subscribe because more subscribers makes our um, sponsors more happy, bigger, broader reach. So go subscribe to the show. Give us a five-star review. Check it out. Check us out. You can find us on iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and... Uh, uh, Many more. Anywhere that you get podcasts, <laughs> we're there. So go check us out and uh, and give us that five-star review. So that here you go, everybody. Um, Pamela Morrison. So this podcast is coming out on a Friday. On the following Monday, you'll see her brand-new scene of her Ooh. dominating. The first time you've yeah. ever seen that side of Pamela. And that's going to be on MeanBitches.com, my website. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank so you. let's talk it all. Yay!